Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is always thrilled to be able to share some of my common sense conservative views with you. I don't expect you to agree with everything I say, but I tell you on our Locals page every day, Locals.com, just put in Wendy Bell Radio. We share the rundown of everything we talk about. And that allows you to go back and do some more reading on your own. And I think that's the key to winning this. It's to becoming involved. It's to to make your own education your hobby and, and to embrace it and to enjoy it. My son, Ryan, came home from a senior uh, class, government class, yesterday. And he was talking to me about a project he had. His, his teacher was giving the class different court cases that they had to review, Supreme Court cases. And, and Ryan was able to go through and understand a very necessary part of our, of our country's operation, this whole idea of justice. And the class did not get into politics, but it got into the high court, got into the makeup of the bench, of the people involved about their legacy uh, decisions, about some of the inner machinations of it. This is what we all need to do. Beyond just knowing about the players, paying attention to what they're saying and holding them accountable. And, and I think that this, this House Oversight Holy Trinity that I call it of House Ways and Means, House Judiciary and House Oversight working in concert. These three men, Jason Smith, Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer, are, are a wrecking ball force merely because they are asking why. How? Who? When? What? All of it. And they're getting results. So I want to read you this headline from the Daily Caller. There is quite a bit of conversation right now about this Robert Herr special prosecutor named uh, this Robert Herr special prosecutor sit down with Joe Biden in October of last year. Went on over a couple days. It was five hours. And in that time, 
Joe Biden had said multiple things that Robert Hur put into his final 300 plus page report, basically saying that it was true that Joe Biden did things he should not have hugely understated. But in the court of public opinion, he would be viewed as kind of just a feeble old man with a bad memory and that it really wasn't worth pursuing. Now, I fundamentally disagree with that. That's not the conversation. The conversation is show us the video. We want to see that we want to see the video. We want to listen to the audio. And we had given you, said Jamie Comer, House Oversight. We had given you Department of Justice until February 19th, which was more than a week ago, to hand over those records. We want to see. Mind you, these are U.S. taxpayer funded investigations. These people work for us. And it's high time they started acting that way. So this headline from the Daily Caller, House Republicans subpoena. Now we've got to subpoena the Department of Justice because these clowns believe that they can slow walk Stonewall, run out the clock, pretend that they didn't get the email. Oh, I was really busy. Ah, my dog threw up all over my house. I didn't have time. Right. They think that this is the way it's going to be. This is not the way it's going to be. Don't you dare come after January 6th defendants. Don't you hunt them down like wild freaking animals and make up lies about them and then convict them of crimes that they did not commit using rabid prosecutors and juries that one might suspect had been compromised. Maybe, maybe not. And send them away forever. But tell us that you can't possibly oblige by the rules when the rules come knocking on your door. So here's the story. House Republicans subpoenaed the Department of Justice Tuesday for the transcript of President Joe Biden's interview. That's not even good enough. I don't believe that the transcript would not be manipulated. Facts. Screw the transcript. I want the video. Show me so I can see for myself. I have no faith in these people. They want the interview with her. Her released his report on Biden's handling of classified documents early in February. You know this in which he detailed this five hour interview with the president over the course of October 8th and 9th. In his report, the special counsel made comments about Biden's declining mental state, noting that he appeared to forget when he was vice president. Also, the date of his late son's death. House Judiciary and Oversight Committees notified Attorney General Merrick Garland of the subpoena Tuesday in a letter obtained by the Daily Caller. The committees previously requested that the DOJ provide the transcript by February 19th at 5 p.m., but the department did not do so. Hey, I don't know who you clowns think you are, but you freaking work for us. And when they say they want these, these papers, they want these documents, that's not up for negotiation. You do not overrule Congress. You respond to Congress. How dare you? The Oversight and Judiciary Committees, this is what it says in this subpoena, in coordination with the Ways and Means Committee, are investigating whether sufficient grounds exist to draft articles of impeachment against President Biden for consideration by the full House. Judging by Joe Biden's surprise stopover at Walter Reed for a quote-unquote physical on the same day Hunter is supposed to testify before these very committees is just somewhat suspect if you're, you know, one of those conspiracy theorists. 
The committees further seek to understand whether the White House or President Biden's personal attorneys placed any limitations or scoping restrictions during the interviews. I'm sorry, what was that? You want to know if the White House or President Biden offered guide rails to the special prosecutor's line of questioning. Now, wouldn't that be rich? Look, I'll talk to you, but if it's only about this and this, sit down. That's not how it works. So that's part of it. The we don't need to follow the rules part of it. Then there's this part of it. Remember the outrage that Joe Biden had? Do we have that, Brock? Did I ask for that sound? You d- this was Joe Biden after her drops the report, right? And, and Biden makes a very serious allegation. And it is off of this audio clip that you're going to hear that the Democrats put out, the Biden-Harris campaign put out a call for donations. Listen. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events Mm. going back 40 years. So you hear it going back to the to the foundation, the spine of his political body. It's all based on tragedy. It's all based on sympathy. It's all based on emotion. It's all based on that, not on fact. Well, it turns out that uh, breaking leak, according to the Gateway Pundit, Biden blasted special counsel Robert Herr for asking him when son Bo died, but um, that never happened. Wait, what? It was a lie? It was a lie? You had to lie about that? Are you out of your minds? You're manipulating sympathy. You're trying to gin up something. It's so very desperate. Let's read about it. Joe Biden lied about Robert Hur using or raising the issue about his dead son, Beau. According to a damaging leak to NBC News, special counsel Robert Hur last week released his report on his investigation, blah, blah, blah. Biden's stolen classified documents scattered all over the place, all over his garage, all over his basement den. And Hur found that he willfully retained all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. But it's so interesting that Joe Biden attacked Robert Hurd during the the impromptu presser, saying that he asked about his son. Well, in fact, no, no, no. Seems like that was something that Joe Biden offered. That Joe Biden actually brought that up. And this might be part of the reason why House Republicans want to get their hands on that transcript. They want to get their hands on that video recording. Let us hear for ourselves what happened. Because, yeah, I'm looking at the campaign thing right here. The Biden-Harris fundraising email sent shortly after Joe Biden made up that lie. Is there anything these people say that's the truth, that's honorable, that makes America proud again? No. 
There's not. Don't go anywhere. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, let's talk about this. Jamie Comer talking about that confidential human source who's now locked away in prison. Oh, he's not letting go. Next. You know, even NBC News, and I think this is very interesting. Headline, Biden attacked her for asking him when Bo died. That didn't happen, sources say. This is, this is where you start noticing trends. This is very unusual for a mainstream media outlet to do anything even remotely telling the truth. President Joe Biden lashed out at Robert Hur last week over one particular line in the special counsel's report on his handling of classified documents that Biden did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. How the hell dare he raise that? You heard, we just played the sound. But Her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with Her's five-hour interview with the president over two days last October. It was the president, not Her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death, they said. Biden raised his son's death after being asked about his workflow at a Virginia rental home from 2016 to 2018, sources said, when a ghostwriter was helping him write a memoir about losing Bo to brain cancer in 2015. Investigators had a 2017 recording showing that Biden had told the ghostwriter he had found classified stuff in his home, the report says. Biden began trying to recall that period by discussing what else was happening in his life. And it was at that point in the interview that he appeared confused about when Bo died, the sources said. Biden got the date, May 30th, correct, but not the year. Her's 345-page report absolved Biden of criminal wrongdoing while pointing to evidence that he took home and kept highly classified material, for which you and I are supposed to say, eh, it ain't no big deal. Over 600 pages in all sorts of various locations, all of which now this the visitor log information has mysteriously vanished, and we're all supposed to be like, I'm sure it's just, you know, a coincidence. Okay. They suck. I want to read you this from The Hill, because this is important. We cannot let this guy, Alexander Smirnov, out of our radar, off of our radar. Very important. And and Jamie Comer is zeroing in on this. And you need to know. TheHill.com. Comer takes aim at FBI after informants arrest, calling it very suspicious. Hells, yeah, it's suspicious. House Oversight and Accountability Chair James Comer went after the FBI yesterday in the wake of the arrest and charging of an informant central to the GOP's allegations against the president. Comer said that everything that he's had to do with the FBI has been very suspicious throughout House Republicans' probe into President Biden. We've told you everything about it. They slow walk, they stonewall, they don't respond. Things get erased, things vanish. Witnesses develop amnesia. It's all so damn convenient. And this is what Comer says. The trust level that I have with the FBI is zero. Comer also said he and House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan knew about the informant, about the informant, was that FBI, all they knew about the informant was that FBI Director Chris Wray had said the informant was, quote, one of their most trusted, highest paid in the bureau. They had successfully used this guy to prosecute criminals in the past and that he's been with the bureau over a decade. 
of course, you know, because you pay attention to this program, that we're talking about Alexander Smirnov, who's been important in House Republicans' allegations that Biden accepted a bribe. Republican lawmakers have often noted conversations that Smirnov had with the FBI about the head of the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, telling him that he had paid both Hunter and Joe $5 million each. As alleged in the indictment, the events that Smirnov first reported to the FBI agent in June 2022 were fabrications. This is a direct statement by the DOJ yesterday. They say that Alexander Smirnov lied in that FD-1023 where he wrote, funny, I talked to the head of Burisma. He says he's got 17 audio recordings, 15 of which are Hunter, two are Joe. All of them indicate bribes. That is a lie, says your DOJ. Quote, the indictment alleges that the defendant transformed his routine and unextraordinary business contacts with Burisma in 2007 and later into bribery allegations against public official number one, Joe Biden, expressing bias against him and his presidential candidacy. How dare you, Merrick Garland, you feckless twerp. A man who has done his job, who was paid six figures for more than a decade by our taxpayer monies, who is now being thrown in prison, lies and allegations made up about him so the government can slip away from another one of their debacles that has become exposed. But yeah, January 6th was an insurrection. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, I want you to hear, I want you to hear what the weaponization of the government against a farmer is. Because we got the paperwork about Amos Miller, the Amish farmer, who the Department of Agriculture wants to destroy. Oh boy, it's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Justice to me does not mean defending yourself against lies. It does not mean there's someone out there who's able to make up allegations about you and force you to drain your bank account, to put everything in your life on hold to defend yourself. Do you guys know that Alexander Smirnoff faces 25 years in prison if he's convicted of what? Of lying on a form? He didn't lie on a form. I will not let his story go. This is what they've done to Donald Trump. Four indictments, 91 different charges. This is what they've done to January 6th defendants. Wild, wild allegations. Withholding evidence, which could have been exonerating to so many of the people who got thrown away out of desperation to cling to a narrative to protect 2020. And sometimes it takes a little while for a story to affect you individually. This one got me from go. And it was the story of Amos Miller, a man who for 20 years plus has farmed and raised 
animals and grown vegetables and made raw organic cheeses and and milk and butters and whatnot for more than 4,000 people in kind of a buying club who depend on him for his food. And the Department of Agriculture in the state of Pennsylvania got ticked that Amos Miller, as an Amish farmer who operates not in the in the jurisdiction of the Department of Agriculture, didn't want to inject his meat with hormones and, and antibiotics and abide by their rules. By the way, are we healthier today than we were back in the 1950s or 60s? Have all of these shots that we've given our kids, has it made everybody healthier? Or do we have skyrocketing rates of issues that didn't exist when you and I were young? I mean, did you ever hear of anybody having autism? Did you ever talk about that? No. Seems like the more this medical complex has meddled with us, our air, our water, our food, the sicker and the more addicted we have become. And that is the story. And so Amos Miller became their target. And there's this huge lawsuit against him and his wife. And in the interim, while this is going on, twisting in the wind, much like Alexander Smirnoff sits in a prison rotting for what reason? To, because he went against the wishes of the cabal, I guess. Amos Miller sits in the crosshairs as probably hundreds of thousands of his food has now been deemed unfit for consumption. And you need to hear this case. You need to hear the evidence. This is a, a brief. This is something that Amos Miller's attorney has written to, to free him from the confines of a tyrannical freaking government to allow him to do what he does. I want you to hear this, and we've included this on our Locals page, so you can read this, and you should. It's 29 pages. The first seven are all court cases cited in proof and, and uh, you know, to, in support of this claim that Amos Miller should freaking be left alone. And you, you need to hear this. You ready? Amos Miller is an Amish farmer with an eighth grade education in the heart of Amish country, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. As a matter of tradition and religious belief, the Amish regularly generally do not seek permits, licenses, or the involvement of the state in their lives or livelihoods. Amos Miller's grandfather went to jail here in Lancaster County over the Amish right to educate their children in their own way until the Supreme Court affirmed their right to do so. Amos Miller makes the food, makes food rather, the same way generations of his family have made it before him for centuries in America and exactly the way his members want him to. Those who personally visit the farm are struck by its sanitary conditions, modernized equipment, beautiful landscape, well-taken-care-of animal stock, and dedication to organic farming methods consistent with their Amish tradition. Amos Miller does not operate a retail store or a restaurant, nor does he make his farm-made products available to any retail store or restaurant or open to the public. Amos Miller makes the food from his farm and neighboring Amish farmers available only to fellow private members of his farm and only them. All members know Amos Miller's farm is not a PDA, Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture licensed or PDA permitted farm. In fact, that is precisely why they are members. They want food made the traditional Amish way. They do not want food the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture way. The members of Amos Miller's farm consider their choice as an expression of their religious faith, political beliefs, and medical need, protected by their rights both under the United States and Pennsylvania Constitution. 
In just weeks, hundreds poured in their sworn testimony in support of Amos Miller. Miller also provides a pillar to the Amish community and the deep ties between their land and their religious beliefs. The loss of Amos Miller's farm will be devastating to his members and the Amish community. There is a reason the members of Amos Miller's farm choose the Amish way rather than the Department of Agriculture way. Out of the millions of food product deliveries made by Amos Miller's farming operation to over 10,000 Americans over the last quarter century, no member of Amos Miller's Customer Association has ever complained once about the safety of his food. Unlike the corporate food producers who monopolize America's food supply, Amos Miller has never had any food recall order ever issued, ever No food recall orders. To the contrary, many need food from Amos Miller's farm for their medical needs and the medical needs of their family, including their children. Enjoining them from the chance to have that food endangers their health and the health of their loved ones. Perhaps there is a reason the Amish live longer, healthier, and happier lives. Maybe it has something to do with their paramount livelihood, farming and eating the way their and our forefathers did. Now, this is where it's important. By contrast, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture way has given us a food supply monopolized and corporatized, ultra processed, made in factories, not on farms, laced with additives and preservatives and chemicals foreign to food for most of human history, supervised by bureaucrats who've never farmed a day in their lives and often retire to work for the same big corporations they were supposed to govern. Their decades of control of our food supply produced a chronic health epidemic amongst the American people like we've never seen. Why should the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture get to shut down that Amish way of life and prohibit Americans from partaking by becoming members of Miller's Farm merely because the Amish way isn't the Department of Agriculture way? Contrary to the claims of the Agriculture Department, Other government agencies have resolved all concerns with Amos Miller's operations. Since representation by counsel Robert Barnes, all disputes with the federal government concerning food were satisfactorily resolved. Contempt orders lifted, fines eliminated, cases dismissed, and food delivery restored. During this time, the Agriculture Department were often invited to partake in conference calls with the federal court and given an opportunity to object to any aspect of Amos Miller's operation and agreements with the federal government. The Department of Agriculture in Pennsylvania never objected once. During this time, they never reached out to either counsel or Miller to request registration or a permit, a license, inspection, or any other act of Amos Miller. During this time, The Agriculture Department never voiced any objection to any aspect of Amos Miller's known operation. They closely monitored all public aspects of the case as an Open Records Act request revealed, but never contacted counsel or Amos Miller once. Then, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture in January of this year, after the untimely death of the federal jurist presiding over these matters, suddenly arrived unannounced with gun-bearing police raiding Amos Miller's family farm and conducting a day-long search at his farm, seizing items for sampling and preventing anyone from observing their conduct, including their sampling methodologies. Of note, 
when the PDA, Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, sought a warrant for this raid. They failed to apprise the Pennsylvania courts of this multi-year recent history and instead materially misled the court with perjured affidavits, often based on events that occurred many years before, in order to obtain a search warrant the law did not authorize them to seek. You didn't know that. Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture could only cite one single example of any food problem in the quarter century history of Amos Miller sharing millions of food products with tens of thousands of Americans. And even that was another lie. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture falsely claimed a person who was not a member of Amos Miller's farm had gotten access to raw milk produced to one of his members and had suffered serious injury and death. The problem, it never happened. In fact, the elderly lady who died had advanced cancer and never drank any raw milk produced of Amos Miller. As her caretaker testified under oath and a former Wall Street Journal reporter has already previously investigated and independently found. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture now claims another person who was not a member of Amos Miller's farm got sick from an E. coli infected eggnog allegedly owned by a member of Amos Miller's association. But their own sampling of his products found no such problem in any of his seized and sampled goods. To date, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture has not produced a single case of a single member ever getting sick from any food produced at Amos Miller's farm, ever. An extraordinary record in an era where food recalls are daily issued. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not think you live in a tyrannical, abusive government, do you now? Quick timeout when we come back. Lib of the week. Libs. It is so worth it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Look, I know it's not uh, hot and heavy reading to, to look at a legal filing in a state that's not yours, a farmer who doesn't impact your life, um, and, and you think, you know, I'm too busy. No. No, don't be too busy. Because this is going on everywhere. They lie all the time. Joe Biden lies every damn day. They can manufacture evidence. They can plant evidence. They can hide evidence. They can delete evidence. This is what they do. Be educated. Now, I have to tell you something else that we're noticing. And it's going to become more and more commonplace. It's going to be like people dying suddenly, right? We're just going to say that nothing's going on. Man, it's just so weird. I have no idea what's happening. Ah, it must be an effect of COVID. Right. Okay. It's going to become ubiquitous. The number of people who are killed by illegal immigrants who are criminals. The number of people who are raped by illegal immigrants who are criminals. And there's a a disgusting little trend going on now. It's almost like coroners, medical examiners being implored by the federal government to change cause of death on death certificates during COVID. 
Why? Because they needed COVID to be number one. Well, actually, um, he ran his car into a tree and died. Yes, but he had COVID. This is now taking criminals and their mugshots and changing who they are so that the reporting standards are a little bit different. So we don't see an uptick in black and brown people and foreign people. From all these other locations, raping and murdering people. I got two overlays to put up for you. Here's this fellow. His name is Santo Felix Cruz Ramos. He's from Honduras. He's in the country illegally, of course, as is everybody else. He was arrested this week after allegedly raping a woman. The sheriff's office is classifying him as white. Do you guys think that uh, Santo Felix Cruz Ramos, whatever his name is, do you think that, that he's a white guy? He's not. Honduran. Don't let that get in the way of their fiction. How about this fellow? He seems like a really nice guy. This is from the Sex Offender Registry Board. Here's Medina Felice, David Medina. All right. He's five foot nine. He's black, 195, 90 pounds, and his race is listed as white. He raped a 14 year old. It's a white guy right there. I know he looks black. Do not, right? I know Biden doesn't look, I mean, he's totally mentally out there, but no, he's totally great. Everything that's going on, you're supposed to not pay attention to. Now, we will, in our closing segment, segment, because it's worth it, we will pay attention to this damning commentary about the, the fate of education and where we are educating young people in this country thanks to Democrats who suck. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Oh, love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. One of those man on the street things with a bunch of young people. And I think you need to see the uh, see. Listen to the answer of people who are asked legitimate questions that are very common sense basics. This is not like AP level baccalaureate level learning basic. Listen uh, to this. How many letters are in the alphabet? Twenty four. Do you know how many seasons there are? Twelve. I don't know. Twelve. Yes. What language do the people in Idaho speak? Potato. Wait, what? What language? I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was potatoes. How many states make up the United States? Guess a number if you don't know. Five. Yes. What continent are we on right now? What continent? Uh, I think like North Africa. What's three times three times three? Eighteen. Yes. How many cents are in one dollar? How many cents are in one dollar? Yeah. One, five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred, six. Yes. Do you know what country we gained our independence from? Mexico, right? No, no, that's so wrong. Russia, no. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a final guess. Canada. Yes. Do you know what year the U.S. was founded? 1827. Yes. The shape with four sides called. Uh, I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't done something with shapes since like fifth grade. Yeah. If you had a guess. I think I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. All right. 
I know what like what shapes have four sides, but I don't know the name for it. Yes. Can you name three countries besides the USA? Alabama. That's one. New Mexico. Two. And Connecticut. Three. It's too easy for you. What is one quarter plus two dimes? One quarter plus. Two. How much money is that? That's sixty-five cent. Is it sixty-five cent? Yes. Can you tell me what time this is? Okay, I know the long one is the hour. Yeah. So that's ten. Oh my god. Wow. Now, <laughs> how do you even respond to that? <laughs> I, I really I really don't know what to say. Now, I could easily chalk this up to some people freak out when they're asked on the spot, but come on. This is, this is the watering down and the making mediocre of America. See, if you're on the other side of that spectrum and, and you know what the G in MAGA means greatness this is what we're up against send children on a in a learning abyss with a virus that really didn't ever impact them and they knew it and then scratch your head and wonder hmm, what's happening to this country ladies and gentlemen thanks for being with us here on the wendy bell radio network at the app follow us on locals locals.com wendy bell radio just come back tomorrow love you guys peace